0: Gadgets for Family, the tech podcast for the family photographer, if you're at work and you're the team videographer, and the avid selfie enthusiast, and anyone else looking to get more out of their lives through tech. I'm your host, Jay Benjamin.
1: And I'm your host, Greg Cunningham. I think the team videographer applies to parents too, doesn't it? Right, right. How many games, my uh, soccer games, my phone sat on a tripod next to my chair, pointed at the goal to film Wyatt. Yeah
0: right the same here i'm i'm at the uh at the back fence at the at the baseball game just trying to get my my camera through the uh the little fence holes just right so i don't have the 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 uh it looks like i'm standing on the field so yeah this goes for all of you guys so hopefully everyone listening out there or watching because youtube has been getting a little traction uh it's getting some good use out of those iphone 15 and 15 pro max cameras i know greg has so with any phone, Greg usually sends me when he goes on walks, runs, bike rides, or, or something like that. He usually sends me some amazing shots, right, of, of the landscape out there in Utah, and they always look so beautiful, so serene. I, I, I love them. So one of the things that I like to do when he sends these, now that he's on the 15 Pro Max, is try to zoom in to see how far I can go before the picture starts getting blurry. And uh, yeah, it's, I'm never disappointed. It is It is really good.
1: Yeah, my sister is a photographer, and uh, she did not get the Pro Max. She got the 15 Pro this year, and she's been taking some amazing shots, and I've been sending her some of the same ones that I send you. And she's like, yeah, my camera is not even in the same league as yours. Right. So. <laughs> right, right. So... So with the with the
0: so even if you have the latest Pixel phone or the iPhone Pro Max or or whatever you have, um, eventually you're going to run out of space, right? These phones are taking some huge ProRes videos, some some 4K videos, some awesome pictures, and all of that. And with these larger file sizes comes you know this issue with running out of space, right? So what I wanted to talk about today is just several options that people can use to basically get these phones, these these photos and videos off of their phones, right? So many people are, they're walking around with months and years of their lives on these devices that are fragile, right? They're they're built tough, but, you know, fragile as in, you know, basically you you have the last three years of your memories um, from parties, birthday parties, trips, things like that, all on this little, piece of aluminum or titanium as it is now on the, uh, on the iPhone and, you know, anything can happen to it. Right. So, Yeah, I
1: mean, even more than three or four years, right. I think I've got pictures still on there from yeah. the first iPhone that I have and some that I imported in. So I don't think it's uncommon and y'all tell us if we're wrong, but I don't think it's uncommon for people to have every phone they've ever taken or every can't photo they've ever taken with a smartphone in their library right now.
0: Right. Right. And, and so we're going to talk about that, but yeah, you're right. You know, and as the years go on, they just, they build more and more and more. And, you know, so we're going to talk about backup option, but what about the people that don't have any backups? They're just living on a device, you know, and that's a pretty dangerous way to live. So we're going to talk, we're going to cover three options in today's show. And, um, and hopefully you, you, at the end of the show, you'll be able to decide which option is best for you and select one of these because, yeah, you know, it's a ticking time bomb walking around with, with all of those uh, memories on your device. And, you know, it, you know, hopefully it doesn't happen, but one, you know, bike crash or one car wreck or one theft, you know what I mean? So uh, you, you walk around, you, you leave it on the counter, you turn around and boom, it's gone along with all of those memories. So uh, we're going to talk about those options to get those those uh, memories off of your phone. Also, uh, stick around for the post show, and Greg and I, we're gonna do a deep dive into what we use personally in our homes, and uh, hopefully, that will kind of clarify a lot of the information too that we talk about in the main show. So, uh, stick around for that. Uh, before we jump in, don't forget to share this episode with anyone who's ever lost any photos or any videos from their phone, uh, you know, whether it was a stolen device. They did an update. That's something else I didn't mention too, right? You do an update. Apple's been known to put out some bad updates from time to time, and it just bricks your phone, or you know, you accidentally do a reset or something like that. So, share this episode with anyone like that, or anyone you know you want to prevent that from happening too in the future. So, um, and
1: it, and it sounds like we might be trying to alarm people, but we're really not, because there's right. a simple solution to this. That would really take some extreme things for you to lose everything. And we're going to talk about those. So the first thing Jason's going to cover with us is the easiest way to solve easy. this problem. And if you're yeah. on, in the Apple ecosystem, if you don't fiddle with it, you're probably going to be okay.
0: Right, right. And we're going, to, we're going to take that approach with today's show. We're going to go with the real easy one to the medium or moderate kind of uh, uh, you know, level of, of uh, tech knowledge and then uh, we'll finish up with one that's more complex, right? One that requires you to be more tech savvy or whatever. So we'll have different levels here. So so definitely stick around with us today. Also too, check out their YouTube channel for anyone that feels they can benefit from, you know, watching the videos instead of uh, listening. Uh, we have those out there and there'll be shorter split up sections that'll uh, be more easily consumable. So. so Greg, before we jump into all of that, let me ask you a question. Now, this has happened to me several times before. So have you ever taken a picture for someone? You were out or, or, or um, you were at a party or something and you, you got your hands on someone's phone and you took a picture and they were just so blown away by the picture you took. Have that, has that ever happened to you?
1: I don't take a lot of pictures of people. Right. mostly nature and stuff like that. But right, I will tell right. you- You're not the
0: most social person, so- No, 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 no. And this episode
1: is really not designed for me. This camera is probably wasted on me. In fact, I had to go change a setting so I could get higher quality pictures. But right. I've got an audience that wants to see every picture I take, which is my grandkids. Yes. And uh, the other day, uh, one of my grandkids asked me, why do you go out and take pictures when the sun comes up and when it goes down? And you, Jason, have seen, some of these pictures I've been taking lately. And so then I showed them to her and she was just over the moon. And so, yeah, I mean, they are just, they want to see every time we take a picture of them, they want to see it. So my audience for pictures is easy to please. Right.
0: (laughs) Right. The grandkids, you can just take a picture of something colorful and they'll be blown away. So real quick, I'll tell you, like I said, this happened to me several times before, but I'll tell you about the most recent one. So we were, on the on a cruise, uh, of course, the big social environment where everyone's forced to get to know each other and speak to each other. Um we were on the Allure of the Seas, right? It's one of the big Royal Caribbean ships. It was uh earlier this year in February. And we were um one of the things our traditions that we do, we when we're off of the ship in port, we'll take a picture in front of the ship with the ship name on the side, right? It said Allure of the Seas. And we take we took several pictures or whatever and there was an older couple standing there and the guy was like hey can you take a picture because they were taking selfies right and you just can't get the whole ship in the background when you're taking a selfie i'm like sure i'll take it and he handed me at the time i believe it was a 13 pro or or uh yeah it was a 13 pro uh, max so he hands it to me he's like snapped a picture i'm like okay i'll take several so of course i take the the generic you know vacation photo of them And I quickly switched the phone to photo mode. And I started snapping photos and landscape at different angles and things like that. And I handed him the phone back. I'm like, here, check this out. See if you like any of them. I'll take some more for you if you want. And his wife was looking over his shoulder and he's scrolling through looking at those portraits. And he's like, what did you do? Like I could see the look on his face and his wife was looking like, wow, is that us? And I'm like, yes, your phone is capable of taking some some amazing portraits. And, um, yeah, yeah, they were just blown away by, it. I mean, that's happened to me, you know, several times before, but that's the, uh, uh, that's the story. So, you know, we always say, you know, people use the phone for the phone, right? They, as long as I, the phone works, it works. They know it has a camera. You open the camera up, it it's on photo. And yes, it takes some, some amazing photos when it's on the regular picture mode, but I mean, cinematic video, uh, um, uh, those portraits, um, uh, What else? Uh, Panoramic, you know, those, those different modes, you know, a lot of people don't take advantage of them. And when you do, you really get some awesome videos and and pictures. So,
1: yeah, I mean, maybe we need to do an episode or a segment at some point. Just, I mean, I'm not an expert on it, but between the two of us, we could probably explain the different modes and let people get more out of it because the best camera is the one you have with you. Right. Which is. So any picture is good. Yeah. Yeah. Which is your phone. 99.9999999% 99.9999999% of the time. And the other 0.0001% is when I'm out with my watch. Right? right. So, so, you know, it's worth it on any smartphone that you have today. If you don't have a smartphone, that's, you know, if you have anything that's five years old or less, you've got an amazing camera. Find out how to use it.
0: Right. Right. So yeah, that, that time. And, and, you know, like we said it makes us feel good when we show somebody something that they didn't know they were capable of and they had it the whole time you know it, it that felt pretty good so let's talk about our tiny tips this week greg um since we're already this episode is heavily focused on photos and and you know videos and pictures and things i thought i'll stick with that theme and talk about one of the things i love watching right and this is when i'm doing when i'm working on on an episode with uh for the show or or doing some kind of other work online for the company or something like that and that's these 4k hdr city tours that are on on youtube right so i hadn't always had a 4k tv i got this this tv um it was late last year so so it's my first 4k tv it's uh capable hdr uh video and and all of that it looks amazing so I started uh, watching on YouTube these guys, and and basically what they do is just they'll take a four K camera, HDR camera, uh, even some higher resolution cameras, eight eight K and things like that, and they just walk around some of these popular tourist des- destinations, right? Machu Picchu, cities in Japan, uh, Germany. Oh, they look amazing. Some of these cities in Germany and things like that, and um, they just look amazing on the on the television. So. Uh, If you have a 4K TV or even even if you don't, even some of the older, you know, 1080p TVs, HD TVs, I'm sure they'll look, you know, just as good on those. But So there's not anyone specific that I'm going to, you know, call out or or recommend, but just go to YouTube, type in 4K HDR walk-in tour or something like that, 8K walk-in tour, and uh, all of these creators will show up. Click on one and just watch those videos. They look amazing.
1: I'm going to have to check some of those out. I've not done that. so. Right. Right. So Machu Picchu is, is on,
0: uh, on our travel list, you know, our travel bucket list, my wife and I, and, uh, I've been watching videos of that lately. Not that we're going to get to Machu Picchu anytime soon, but I mean, man, it looks amazing. I mean, you can see like the dirt on the ground and stuff like that. It looks so amazing. So yeah, check those out. Any place that you want to go that you've been wanting to travel to see if they have one of these HD walking tours and, and take a look at it. I'll
1: have to go check some of those out for Brazil and see yeah. if they have some of the places that I spent time in. So.
0: Right, right. Okay, and then we have one more, one more tip, Greg, you want to talk about?
1: Yeah, shared photo albums. This is what, we use this a ton. So this is, yeah. a few episodes ago, I told this story about my grandma that's in Colorado when she got her iPhone. I said, hey, here, I'm going to send you an invitation. Join this set of photos, and you'll be able to see the photos of the grandkids, and she thought it was the best thing right ever right and so there's family share photos it is it really is there's family share photos which I'm is not what i'm talking about i haven't got into that yet i have a note we'll talk about it a little bit in the post show but these are just creating ad hoc shared photo albums so like we have one for each of the grandkids um every spring-ish we start a new one that's called camping insert year Right, and right. then we just put a whole bunch of pictures up from all of our camping trips, and it's a good way to collate them. I am not OCD about photos; I don't go in and make sure all the metadata is perfect and any right. of that kind of stuff. It's just not my thing. Um, but we do use these shared albums a ton. We add people to it, and unfortunately, uh, my wife's parents they don't get added to this stuff because they're on Android. I wish there was a better way to to cross platform some of these. So yes. we end up having to they have a family Facebook group. Um, which I won't touch with the ten foot pole, but they put right. some stuff up That's in there, the and we'll send them Facebook individual, too. yeah, we'll send them individual pictures, but this is one of the best things to be able to do, and you know there's been a couple of years where I've created like a calendar, used one of the online services to create a family calendar that had pictures and stuff, and so if I know mm-hmm. I need a picture of this grandkid, I can go into that album and um, you know we don't have to you don't have to be perfect about doing it, but we do try and share these up, especially some of those camping photos a lot of times we take the grandkids camping without my daughter. And so instead of sending our individual pictures, we just create an album and yeah, drop everything up there. So that's would be my tip. That is a great thing. If you're not using these ad hoc shared albums, great. And it doesn't move the pictures. They still just sit in your library. It just kind of puts them into a folder. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we mentioned before too, it doesn't take up space on everybody's phones, right? Like, um, when we used to have those uh, those family events or whatever, and our family group chat was just full of texts back and forth of everyone sending their pictures and stuff, and we had to get to the point where it's like, no, let's put this in the album, and everybody can see everything, right? They can just pick the ones that they want to save or the ones that they want to share on their social medias and things like that. So, yeah, no, a really I, good I, tip.
1: I think that's good. My one piece of advice before Jason leads us through a bunch of this stuff is... If you don't know what you're doing with this stuff, just leave Apple's default settings alone. Right. Right. They're going to, you're going to take pictures and you're not going to run out of space on your phone because it's going to automatically move them to the cloud for you. Right. So you're not going to run out of space if you leave things alone. If you do these shared photo albums, it's not going to put undue storage on whoever you're sharing these with. Like If you've got grandma or grandpa that has a super small Storage phone, right? You don't need to worry about doing that. I mean, I've checked my grandma's and my mom's phones, and they don't even use half of the storage on the entry level, right? So if you don't know what you're doing with this stuff and just want to enjoy taking pictures, just do it. Just leave the default settings alone. Just leave them alone, and you should be okay.
0: So before we jump in, though, you pique my curiosity. When you look at your mom's storage, what was the. Uh... Was it still photos taking up most of the storage? Was the biggest chunk, or was it music? So i, no. I pick her for a music lover like you are.
1: She is, but she would just stream. I mean, okay. she, had, a, she had, Amazon, had an Amazon device in her kitchen that she would stream from. And, right, right. Um, but she did in the iPod days. We used to get her a new iPod every couple of years and she'd rip all of her CDs and stuff and you know she would load those things up. But no, the thing that took up the most space were the games that the grandkids had the games, yeah loaded on the phone, right? <laughs> so Okay.
0: I figured it would still be video, but I don't know. I just I just kind of was expecting you to say music.
1: Nah, I mean she had all of the optimized storage stuff still on. I didn't let her turn any of that off. So it just wasn't a problem.
0: Okay. Good, good. All right, folks. So we're going to jump into the main topic here, and again, we're talking about um, backup options, right? Things to to back up your your photos and videos from your phone, so um, uh, you don't lose anything. You don't lose any of those precious memories. So I want to take a lesson that we learned, that I've learned about myself in episode twenty, and I'm not going to jam pack this episode with so many details, right? We're not going to we're not going to rush through that will take it easy the top half and and you know what i mean talk everything through and then rush through the bottom half of the show just to try to get everything in so we're going to take a a simple approach we're going to do an easy moderate and complex approach to to these things so um yeah let's just jump into it so i would say the easiest thing is going to be your your cloud backup now there's the same option that's built into all devices whether it's android iphone some other uh, uh platform that you're using, they all have some version of cloud backup, right? That's just that's just kind of a a, a basic feature, right? A, a kind of a factory feature now that that comes with these devices. But we're gonna focus on iCloud, like we said from the beginning. Greg and I are both Apple guys. We we uh pay for a bunch of these service monthly and and things like that. So we're gonna focus on iCloud. But you have some kind of version of this on Android on um. Uh, the other ones, I don't know. I can't think of any other ones right now. So, uh, let, let's jump into it. <coughs> so iCloud is is simple, right? It's built into the phone. It's like that that old infomercial, right? You you set it and you forget it, right? Once you have it, once you have it turned on, and basically all it's going to do is whenever you're connected uh, to Wi Fi, uh, you're, you're you're charging. It's going to up all of your camera roll along with other settings too you know the the good thing about iCloud is that it's not just your photos and and videos and pictures that you take but also other settings and stuff on your phone is all stored in Apple's clouds on their servers uh somewhere else in the world not on your device and the good thing about it is free at the base level right you get five gigabytes for free it goes all the way up to 12 terabytes for 60 bucks which is a crazy amount a crazy amount of storage this is right? per
1: month right 12 terabytes per month. per month sixty bucks a month so again,
0: five gigabytes for free, which is good for most people, most general users uh, I pay for the next level, which is 199 for for a terabyte so um yeah, really affordable plans and even if you found yourself needing 12 terabytes of storage, sixty bucks is still an affordable plan right if you needed that much space <clears throat> and yeah, you'll see and why later. You
1: asked about my mom, right? So she mm-hmm. had gotten to the point where she needed to go from the free up to that next. Okay. That next, which was year. yeah, so, 2 bucks a month, Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that wasn't a problem. She didn't have a problem paying that and I was just going in to see um, wanted to kind of see how much storage that that actually accounted to. Um Let's see what it pulls up here. But so she did that. Now, this is the one while I'm looking that up. It's actually 99 cents a month for 50 gigabytes. So, oh, right. I missed that one. Yeah, I missed that one. So,
0: yeah, I went to the, the third level.
1: Then. Yeah. 99 cents a month for 50 gigabytes, 299 a month for 200 gigabytes. Now, I will tell you that my photo library has every photo I've ever taken from, on my phone, as well as all the screenshots and a lot of video and stuff that we do. For this podcast and mm. i have a hundred gigabyte photo library now i've i know podcasters that have huge massive massive right. photo libraries so fine right um so that's what you can do but this is the one when i mentioned earlier that if you don't fiddle with Apple's settings this is going to solve your most of your problem because the only right. time and i don't want to be an alarmist here because Um, this doesn't happen that often, but the only way you would lose access to these photos is if you deleted them for some reason, which it's really hard to do because it tells you multiple times you're about to delete them. And two, if you somehow lost access to your, uh, iCloud account, to your Apple ID, right? If somehow you lost access to that, like, luckily I had my mom's password when she passed. Right. So I was able to get in and get all of that kind of stuff, but you can, we've talked about this, you can set a legacy person that can get access to all your data, which would include your photos. So this is the option that if you don't fiddle with Apple stuff, you're going to get this. And if you start to run out of storage in the cloud and it says, hey, you're approaching the limit on your storage. Do you want to upgrade to the next tier? Mm -hmm. You have to decide if you just want to hit that yes and pay $0.99 a month to go to 200 or to go to 50 gigabytes right? Mm -hmm. or the 3 bucks to go to 200 gigabytes and say, yes, I'm going to do that every month. Or listen for the other options that you may have, if you don't want to pay Mm -hmm. Apple any more money, but they need to up the bottom tier on this, right? Five gigabytes. I I was hoping they did. Yep. I was hoping they did with the last one. And they just raised prices on all their subscriptions, not on cloud storage, but on all their other subscriptions. Like I get this as part of my Premiere, my Apple Mm -hmm. Premiere stuff. They just raised those prices by five bucks a month. So um, this is the default one. So like for my mom, She didn't even ask me to upgrade to that. She just got a message that said, hey, you're running out of storage space in the cloud. Do you want to upgrade? And it told her what she needed and why, and she did it and moved on. So if you don't fiddle with it, by the way, that's a quote from a movie called McHale's Navy. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Really good movie, but uh, he's talking about his Harley. He's asking the guy to fix it. And he said, well, if you wouldn't fiddle with it, I wouldn't have to fix it, and he said, "Well, if you would fix it, I wouldn't have to fiddle with it." Right, so it's just back and forth, right? Right. So, if you don't fiddle with it, this is what you're going to get, right? So, yeah, all of my family members are on this. So,
0: yeah. So, let's talk about some of the pros and cons with this. So, on the pro side, it saves all of the video formats that you create, right? Of course, Apple makes it; it has to work with all of their formats. So, it may not sound like this is important, but I'm going to give you some more details on this later. This is going to come up again. So again, easiest method, make sure everything works and and you view it exactly the way it's intended to be viewed. uh, Use this option. Um, Again, set it and forget it. Once you get all of those settings set the way you want them, you know, you tick all of those boxes. And again, you don't have to be tech savvy. This is the most easiest. All you have to do is read, follow the instructions. Like Greg said, a bunch of prompts will pop up Hey, you're out of space. You want to do this. Do you want to do that? You're, you hadn't backed up your phone in three weeks or something. Do you want to add more storage or whatever? As long as you can read those prompts and follow through, you'll be fine. You'll be able to set this up. So, again, set it and forget it. Um, you can share this across multiple devices and with your family as well. Right. My, my wife and kids, we all share the storage. I said we had the 200 gigabytes we all share between us. Um, well, I say that except for my son. I don't want my iCloud storage full of just selfies and and pictures of his friends and stuff at school because that eats up space a lot (laughs) really quick. So, but you have that option. You can share that across, you know, family members. If you have a a three device family and, uh, you know, everybody has their phones and and mom and dad have their, their iPads or whatever, you can share storage across all of those. All of those devices will be backed up.
1: I've got four of my family members So the two boys, Dustin Wyatt, Karen, myself, and my mom's stuff, so five actually, all on the same plan. Right. So it's not only backing up all of our photos, but everything else associated with our devices, right? We all have iPads and iPhones, and I, of course, have a Mac. So all of that kind of stuff. I'm on the two-terabyte storage plan, which is what I get with my big subscription, and we haven't even used half of it. Right,
0: right. That is a lot of space. That's why, you know, the... uh. The 12 terabytes is like a, a it, it's crazy. It's crazy how much space that is. But So, and uh, the, the main pro is it works how it's advertised, right? It, it just works. It's one of those things that, that Apple used to always say, it just works. It works really good. So uh, until you run out of space, of course, that's a whole nother issue. But again, you get those prompts. You're out of space. Do you want to go to the next level or do you want to delete some stuff? so uh follow those prompts and and you can't go wrong with that so some of the cons i have listed here is that you will run out of space right um you know when you when you're talking about adding more families like greg mentioned that you know they'd use half of their space but um i have to manage my space you know we're we're, again on the 200 gigabytes i still have to manage that space now A good thing, and this is a totally separate thing. I don't want to confuse anyone, but they have a thing called uh, HomeKit Secure Video. So any cameras that you have that records uh, security cameras, it doesn't take up space from your iCloud storage plan. So um, I have my front door camera, but there's multiple very expensive cameras out there that you can buy. And basically, as long as you're paying for uh, one of these, uh, the premium plans, all of that storage is free. So you can record, you know, a a week or so of video and, uh, it won't count towards your space, but, um, you know, manage that accordingly, however much space you need. If you're taking a ton of photos or whatever, just get the plan that's right for you. And and, I like um, your next con
1: here, Jason, because I think this is, this is why, right. This is why I mean, if somebody said, hey, how do you recommend I do this? I would just say, let Apple deal with it. And this next one is why, even though it's a price thing. Go ahead. I want to hear how you put this.
0: So cost-wise, and you have to remember this, you're paying for convenience as well as the storage. And that's not the most cost-effective way to go about things, right? Paying for convenience, like I said, everything we mentioned, set it and forget it. Make sure you have the right things. You'll be prompted whenever you run out of space. Do you want more space? Do you want more? You're paying for all of that convenience, and it's not the most cost-effective thing. Like I said, I'm paying the the two bucks a month, no, the two ninety-nine for two hundred gigabytes. That's you know less than a terabyte of storage, and it's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's not enough. And and I go with a different option. I'll tell you why I chose that as as a go-between. But yeah. So the convenience is. is,
1: And for most, for 99.9% of my clients, this is what they should do, right? right. They should just, uh, hey, I'm running out of storage. Well, which tier are you on? Can you afford the next tier? Or do you want to delete stuff? And they say, I don't want to delete anything because I don't know if I want it, which totally understand, especially when it comes to photos. Fine. Just pay for the next tier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. And, Again, we we went through the cost here in North America. You get the 50 gigabyte, two gigabytes, all the way up to uh, two terabytes, six terabytes, all the way up to 12 terabytes. And it goes from free, basically, to, to, you know, the 60 bucks or 65 bucks a month. And that's uh, that's pretty steep. But again, if you're paying for 12 terabytes, then you need it. Yeah. So the next one then is the local backup. Right. And I will say this is a medium level of tech because a a lot of people grew up with thumb drives and flash drives and memory cards and things like that. So basically what this is, is uh, creating a a local backup of of the media somewhere, you know, locally, meaning, you know, not through the Internet, not through the cloud or something like that. This is right at home, locally connected to your computer. You have to physically uh, plug something into the computer. So. This is going to require you to purchase some additional hardware, right? And we're talking about flash drives, thumb drives, memory card, compact SD cards, those, those big memory cards that go in like the, the cameras, the, the, the uh, professional cameras and things like that. Um, they also make these with lightning and USB-C connectors, right? So you can plug these directly into your phone, directly into the iPad, uh, directly into um, uh, most devices they make some kind of dongle or something for so and and that's it and i say this requires a medium level of knowledge because again it's not super complicated but if you can read through the prompts uh follow the instructions it's going to walk you through saving all of those videos from your phone from your from your ipad or whatever and transferring them to this local storage so greg what do you what do you think this is uh, again i don't think this is super complicated this is something most people can handle but do you think this is a good uh, option for for some people?
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, if you don't want to keep everything in the cloud, you don't want to pay that extra stuff or you know, and you just want to do like once a year. Right? right? Or or you know, once every 6 months or something like that to be able to transfer them. There's apps that'll help you do this. Yes. Um So, uh if you're interested in that, let us know we can point you to some resources. Um Going directly from your phone to that external hard drive, it just takes just a little bit. I wouldn't want to be doing right. this on a regular basis. Um, it'll be slow, for one thing, yes. and especially if you're not on the newer phones, in like the Pro Max with the Thunderbolt connection. But um, yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. Um, get some help doing yeah. this if you've never done something like this before and you want to move everything off. I think this one going directly um is probably something that doesn't happen a whole lot cuz people are just going to yes. pay the the extra storage for Apple unless you have yeah. a Mac and I don't think we have that one down here now if you have a Mac and want to use your Mac to get mm-hmm. these photos out of the cloud stick around for the post show
0: yeah yeah so so th- this requires again, like I said, buying some extra hardware or whatever, and the most notable of that are these external hard drives right they're they're ten bucks for five hundred gigabytes on Black Friday, right, and Black Friday's coming up also too we'll have a shopping episode, a shopping guide episode coming up soon we're 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 planning it out, but so deals like 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 I said, a ten bucks five hundred gigabyte hard drive, and you can save all of your that's more storage that I'm paying for. You know, per month with Apple, right? Five hundred gigabytes, and you can pretty much save multiple devices, multiple years on these devices. You know, on these um on these external drives, and also too the same with SD cards and stuff like that. A lot of those are really cheap. They're really large now to be so tiny, and uh, one of the pros for that is you control your files, right? You don't have to worry about losing an internet connection and not having access to your stuff. don't have to worry about being hacked and stuff like that although that's really less of a worry with with iCloud you know Uh, as far as things are now you know who knows what how things will be in the future but at least for now hacking is the least of your problems when storing your stuff with Apple Um, you know there's certain scams or whatever but as long as you don't give anybody your code or or your password or something like that you don't have to worry about it but having those files stored locally in your home is, you know, just a peace of mind. It's you're in control of all of those files and stuff like that. So also redundancy is never an issue, right? You can have backups of your backups of your backups of your backups and never have to worry about if the hard drive fails or something. And that does happen with these these cheaper uh, drives. Um, You don't have to worry about something failing or losing something or a software update breaking the hard drive or something like that because these hard drives are now coming with, software pre-installed from the manufacturer that allows you to do cloud sharing and stuff like that so it's a whole thing again we're not going to go into details about hard drives but um, just a basic you know five to uh, three hundred or five gigab- uh 500 gigabyte hard drive store all of your photos and stuff on uh, all of your videos sounds pretty easy but it requires some work on your part and that's why i put this one in the in the medium section
1: so, I agree. I mean, I could store all of mine on a, on a, five, on a 256 gig right. SD card and clean out my phone entirely if I really yep. wanted to do that. So again, this is, this is about backups, right? This is not about direct access to your photos. If you say, yes. well, but then how will I go to my photo? Well, you're not deleting it from your phone. You're just backing it up to this device. So right, yeah, right. I think this is it. fine. Medium level of complexity. I don't think most people are going to do this one. I think they're either going to yeah. stick with Apple or they're going to geek out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So some of the cons, those smaller devices, they can add up, right? If you're doing multiple, especially the smaller capacity ones, um, you, have, you need 10 of them, right? Which I have a little thing right here. You probably can't see this it. off camera, but it's full of SD cards and memory cards and things. It's just a little tray and I have you know, a, a, a ton of them. Pictures are on them, but they're all in a separate location too, but they can, it can be hard to manage those, right? So if you don't want to have a little tray underneath your TV, then I wouldn't go this route either.
1: The good thing though, they're also, if you label them, you can also throw them in a fireproof safe. Right. 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 So,
0: yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about that, but that, that is a good option. So, um, also too. So I mentioned this earlier with, with backing up to iCloud and, Viewing certain file types is really challenging, right? If you're not viewing it on an Apple device. So things like live photos, um, the way my my hard drive handles live photos is that it just breaks everything out and I'll have 53 second videos uh, in the the folder. So it really doesn't handle these these uh, photo file types the way Apple intended. So just be conscious of that. If you're transferring them off of the device even transferring them back on it may not function the way you want it to function so live photos panoramas don't show up at all i have the file it's still there um certain video types when you're recording video uh it, it can't transcribe those uh or transcode those videos or whatever so uh you'll just have the file but you won't have a way to view those files so just keep that in mind and uh, yeah i the mean they, con- there oh, would be ahead. other
1: ways to you could probably get to those with a Mac or something like that, and right, and right. get them back to where they need to be. It's still better than not having them at all.
0: Yes, having definitely. to try,
1: having to work to get to them is better than not having them at all.
0: Yeah, and when we talk about our options too, I'll talk about how that's improving and stuff too over the the last few years. Um, the last con failure is always an option with these things, right? You're talking. It, 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 we're talking technology, right? If it's stored in, in a place with too much moisture, too much heat, which is the enemy of all technology, if, you, if they're not stored properly, they fail. Even if they're stored properly, they fail. So, you back up some photos on a hard drive, you don't access that hard drive for another year and a half, two years, three years down the line and you're greeted with the error code that uh, files may be corrupt or something like that. So, always just have options back up your backups yeah i mean if uh, you care backups.
1: if you care about your photos you need to be doing more than just one of these things definitely
0: that's that's that should have been in a tiny tip right uh, you need to have more than one of these options so but again medium level uh requires a little more work on your part um you have to actually initiate these backups yourself there's some automation and stuff like that but Pretty much you're saying, take this picture off of this device, move it to that device. You have to actually be actively, uh, uh, you know, doing the transfer. So, but still good option out there. So the last one, and by far, this one is the most complex one, I think. And that's creating a, a personal cloud solution which their software and and other services to do that outside of apple that work similar to the way apple wants it but it's still from a third party uh the software services or a hybrid solution right that's some of uh between actual physical media hard hardware and software and the software that runs on it that uh will give you these cloud solutions and stuff like that so again this is gonna be the most complicated
1: Jason, before you dive in here, can I just tell you this one is I just see on our video a thumbs up just popped up. That means one of us has the uh, uh, reactions turned on. I think it's you,
0: okay, probably, yeah, probably when I was given the the hand motions here,
1: <laughs> yeah. so for those of you that don't know, if you're watching the video, you'll see that a bubble thumbs up and a bubble just popped up. Apple has got some animations that if you do double thumbs up and stuff like that, we probably should talk about it at some point. I turned them off on my machine. Jason's going to need to turn them off on his. But before you dive in on this one, Jason, this is why I'm in Apple's ecosystem. And way, way, way back in episode one, we talked about having gone from gadgets to tools. Right. Right. And so Jason's going to take you through what this is. This is why I'm in the Apple ecosystem and why I'm all in on the Apple ecosystem is because I don't want to have to do what Jason's about to talk you through, right? Especially if I think about the fact that I want to have more of a mobile lifestyle and live in an RV, right? This kind of stuff is just not what I want it to be. I would rather have, and most of the full time RVers that I have, have three, two or three internet services simultaneously, right? right? And uh, so make
0: sure they stay connected.
1: Yeah. This is a good option. If you want to deal with it. So if you like me and just say, I just want stuff to work. If you just want it to work, do not try this next option. If you really just want it to work, pay Apple. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, so, Jason. It, I had to go off on that sidebar because... No, no, no. You're that's right. That's how You're I right. feel about this next one.
0: You're right. And it it is, like I say, by far the most complex. Uh, you have to be tech savvy. Um, this is not for the the passive user because even i get overwhelmed sometimes with with some of these settings and uh you know they always make that comparison between apple and android android is for the people who like to tinker with stuff or fiddle with stuff as you said earlier and uh i I, sometimes i feel like oh I i just shouldn't have went with this thing but cost wise i'm so heavily invested in this thing i have to keep it running right now i'm not complaining about it because it runs fine when it's running fine but um so let's talk about it so this is a a, again we're talking about hybrid solutions right between hardware and personal cloud services right this is not like iCloud but your own personal cloud that you build and configure your own way and um so it's basically like a local hard drive that offers some kind of software on it to be able to access that hard drive remotely right you're not you don't have to have it connected to a computer or whatever to access it right me, I can get to these files, whether I'm sitting here in the home or if I'm, you know, out at a market or something, I can still access all of those files on my personal cloud.
1: So, Jason, is this basically saying I'm going to do myself what most people pay Apple to do? Right.
0: This is exactly what it is. And, okay. and this is why I go with such a low tier with Apple, right, the 200 gigabytes, because all I need is for us not to lose our photos while we're out. Right, as long as we can get back to the house, we we come back home. As soon as my wife and I put our phones on the charger, all of our photos are stored here on our personal cloud, on our NAS. Right, so it's a network attached storage. They just call it a NAS for for short, uh, NAS. And uh, you know, for for me, and again, you know, I'm a little more tech savvy. It's simple for me. Right, it has its, it's you know when the power goes out and stuff like that, or or you know the the, the breaker trips or, or something like that. I have to go in and reconfigure some things and get it go, go, get it going. So, for some people that'll be a nightmare, right? When we use uh, the the Plex server here, the stream home videos and stuff here. Every now and then my son'll go that the thing is acting weird. It's not letting me or it's telling me I can't access this video, and I'm like oh just just watch Netflix. I'm I i do not have time to deal with it. So. It, it it requires a, a certain amount of attention, a certain amount of babysitting, but um when it when it works, it it really works great. So um we're always talking about too how to reuse some older tech, right? Greg and I are always going on about being able to reuse some of your older tech. This is a perfect way to repurpose some of your older laptops or something like that, right? You can create and again, if, if you're if you're looking to tinker with things a little bit, you can create a home server, just from one of these old laptops and actually serve these files just like a NAS, just like a, a a personal cloud, just from that old laptop that you have sitting in a drawer or something like that. So there's software uh, services and things out there that you can either start a trial or or just pay for, you know, uh, pay for a, not a subscription, but just pay for the, the software one time and set it up and configure it and, and you're off off to the races, you know.
1: And just to be clear, I mean, in the previous example, you talked about how um, it's almost as simple as plugging in a hard drive, launching Mm -hmm. an app, and pressing a button to get all of your stuff to transfer over to that external hard drive. Right. While we're talking about external hard drives in this third scenario, it is not pressing a button. It may be pressing a button after you've got it all set up. Right. But the downside to this one for me, and I'm not trying to discourage anybody that loves to tinker with this stuff. I just have other things I want to do, is I can <laughs> yeah. either maintain this for myself and my family, the five of us, or I can pay Apple to do the exact same thing for me and my family that they do for how many? Hundreds of millions of right. people, right? And so I'm not saying Apple's stuff doesn't ever have problems or crash and you can't get to things, but it is super, super rare. I mean, Jason, I'm guessing you have to fiddle with your, um, with your external storage for this backup stuff way more than you notice Apple's stuff is unavailable.
0: Way right? more, because, way more.
1: But not yeah, on a daily
0: or weekly basis.
1: Correct, correct, right? I mean, once you get it up and going, you're probably okay. And if I really yes. wanted to set up, actually what I would end up doing is putting Jason on FaceTime and making him help me set up all of this right. stuff for me. But right. th- that's the difference. And I, I'm just being clear here. Those of yeah. you that want to do this, I'm not gonna scare you away, right? Those of you that are thinking, oh, that might sound like fun. Maybe I wanna learn how to do this. You need to really think about if that's what you wanna do, in right. my opinion. Right,
0: right. So let's talk about some of the pros and cons. Again, like I said, right at the at the top I have here, when it works, it really works. And it works good, it works stable. It'll be fine for three months. We'll have a power outage or some kind of storm or blow through. And then I have to go in, restart all a lot of those services and and all of that and stuff like that. Once it's because I already got it configured initially, I'm just restarting the service and it's working. Um, So when it works, it works really good. Um, I put on here, it can be more cost effective than any of these other options. Right now, I did mention the ten dollar Black Friday uh a 500 gigabyte hard drive that we see at walmart and other places every year it's not as cost effective as that but you can get hard drives on black friday all through the shopping holiday season on prime day and they had prime day what twice this year you know um they have these pre-christmas sales be, that-
1: i just read an article don't quote me on this but amazon and i think Walmart are doing their Black Friday deals over the course of like 11 days this year. Right. That's,
0: that's, yeah. So you'll be able to get these (laughs) deals pretty good. So when I say that it can be more cost-effective than the other options, let me give you an example. Um, My Nas, our personal cloud storage, that we have, is 16 terabytes, right? We talked about Apple's 12 terabytes for 65 bucks a month. I paid one of my hard drives, now that's four, it's a it's a it's four different bays one of my hard drives i paid 45 bucks for so add those up you know again 16 terabytes of, of, of total storage nowhere near even putting a dent in it all of our apple stuff all of our photos through the year i even scan some of, uh we have a scanner here i go through when i have time scan some of the old physical photos that i have save them to the hard drive so all of our photos will be there then it's backed up to another older hard drive. There was another network attached storage, but again, we're not going to go into details about that until the post show.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, uh, you're talking about a few hundred dollars to set something like this up. Even if I think right. about, because a lot of the podcasters you and I follow have Synologies, which is just the yes. type of of this NAS stuff. I mean, they may spend a couple thousand dollars, but right. you're going to spend that once a decade. Yep, and just maybe once. some replacing every few years one of the drives if it starts to go bad or something like that. So this is a one-time more expensive to set up if you can get it set up and you want to maintain it, right? So definitely can be more cost-effective than, I mean, if you were paying $60 a month, so $720 a year, that's $7,200 over the course of a decade to pay for all of that storage versus, you know, Jason, it sounds like you set yours up for three or 400 bucks and how old is it?
0: Right. Well, mine is I want to say about 3 years old now. And there's no reason to change. Like I said, 16 terabytes. We hadn't put a dent in it. Yeah. Like at all. So, I'll be on that 16 terabytes until you know, until I need more. Yep. And the particular one I have, I have two more expansion slots in it. Yeah. So, I can add two more solid state uh hard drives into this one. Now, you know, 5 or 6 years I'm probably going to want the newer, faster Version of the one that I have, uh, but that's just me. I can keep this one for, you know, however long the hardware is still supported. Right? right. Right.
1: And it's physically sitting in one location. It's not moving around. It's not subject to being banged up and dropped on the floor and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, definitely can be more cost effective than others. And it's a solid solution for those of you that have already said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I want to do this. I'm just trying to figure out what to do.
0: Yeah. So let's again let's talk about some of the cons um like i said from the start like greg gave his his psa from the start this will require some maintenance and attention on your part right a lot and depending on the brand the the brand that you go with synology that you mentioned uh a lot of those are more user-friendly than the qnap which i have so i make that comparison to apple and android synology and qnap are kind of the same i should have went with synology because basic settings, basic switches, and it runs just fine. I opted for the Qnap, which requires a lot more, you know, a lot more tinkering, a lot more settings, a lot more uh, uh, information. Um, so it requires more attention. And again, don't let me scare you about the, the maintenance part. Again, once it's running, it's running, right? When the wind blows here, they they change the transformer in my backyard. Uh, there's a lot of trees by the power line, so when the wind blows too hard, we blow a transformer. And the whole block is is without power for you know two or three hours. After the two or three hours, I have to go in and reconfigure everything. But I know to do that out of habit now. So requires more attention. Um, you do have to be pretty tech savvy. Again, we mentioned that. Uh, this is not something where you can just read through and read the prompts and and you know follow the settings and get it set up like you want. Some of this stuff you have to understand what you're what you're what you're changing, right? And you know, I have years of experience with networking and, and um, uh, just technology in general. A lot of the stuff I read it, it says a certain phrase or a certain term, and I understand what it is that I'm changing. This is not for the faint of heart. You know, as they say, uh, you're not going to go from um, tech zero to hero all of a sudden with uh, with the NAS. You, you're going to have to understand this thing. And, and-
1: I don't want to key in on too much, but I think that might be the difference. Jason is. I am more consumer tech savvy versus tech tech savvy, right? Right. I was never a network administrator, right? I mean, there's a reason why I worked off of an iPad is because I just wanted the the simplest approach there. And so I've tried to code before, I can't code. My brain doesn't work that way, right? And so could I learn how to do all of this kind of stuff? Probably. So if you are tech tech savvy, not just, Hey, I have my phone. I know how to use it. I'm good at using my phone, my iPad, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Great. This is still probably not the option for you unless you want to learn it, right? If this is what you want to learn and you want it to be a hobby or you want it to be your skill set, Great. But it's the tech tech savvy folks. I mean, three of the podcasters that I listen to, all of them are developers. And they're all using the Synologies and have all yes. of this Plex stuff and these all of this other stuff going and that kind of stuff. And I just don't want to do it. I just want it yes. to work. So I'm not trying to be negative. I know it's probably come across that way as as we've gone into these more complex solutions. I'm just trying to be the voice of people that say, I, I just want it to work. This one doesn't just work. You have to make it work, whether it be yeah, in you have the to beginning. Make it work and the maintenance along the way. And then like Jason just said, sometimes you have to go do research and you have to know what errors mean and you have to be able to tell when a drive is failing and you know some of that kind of stuff. So anyway, I'm not trying to scare anybody off of this. If you want to do this, power to you, right? Learn this kind of stuff, go for it. If I needed this solution, I'd be calling Jason.
0: Right, right. So you're not sounding negative, but you do kind of sound like you're being a, being a bit of a hater there, Greg, I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's just, I just don't need more complexity in my life. Yeah. So. yeah.
0: And, and like I said, even me, I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I I don't want to say regret, but sometimes I wish I should have went with the Synology versus the uh, QNAP. And actually, I've recommended this to my brother and a friend of mine. I said, go with Synology. I did not yeah. send him the QNAP route.
1: But I think that, that fits in with what we're just talking about, right? Yes, you want this solution, but you want the simplest version of this solution right. that you can get, right? And, but back when you signed up for this, you were probably still doing some of your network admin stuff, yeah. so it probably wasn't that big of a deal. But now that you're in, you've got a, you're running a popcorn business that doesn't really align with managing your home network.
0: Right, right, right. It doesn't, so, and I don't have the time. Like I said, with my son, and he's like, "Hey, the Plex server is not working. Just watch, just watch Disney Plus or yeah. something like that." Like, it's just not going to work, is, son.
1: This is why I have Euro, right? I don't have fancy other stuff. It's why I have Apple stuff and all of those kinds of things. I just this is not the part of my life that I want to spend time troubleshooting. There's plenty of other parts of my life in trouble. So, yeah.
0: right i i understand that so and and my last con was uh, i believe we mentioned it a a few times before yes these drives do fail right there's all sorts of warnings there's uh uh at least with my NAS. and again this is another thing that just proves how how complicated this thing is it actually sends me health reports things like that if a drive is feeling like it's going to fail the temperature is running too hot it's not spinning as fast i get all of those details and in a notification but drives do fail right heat being stored wrong too many power outages anything can cause these drives to fail when they do fail yes mine is great enough to where i can just plug in a new hard drive and it and it merges all of that uh that uh those files and stuff over so i won't lose anything but um if yours doesn't have that option, um, back up your backups. Like we said, have, the, have your backups in multiple locations. So it's a good idea to use multiple services, right? Use your cloud services, pay for your Apple cloud services if you can afford it, and still have these local backups and things like that.
1: I mean, my wrap up here is the folks that are most tech savvy are probably doing a combination of all three of these.
0: Yes, I think so too. I think so. The more advanced, I know my brother. Is One of my brothers is, um, the other brother, I think I pushed him towards uh, backing up in a in Synology. And uh, yeah, a few people that I know that uses, use uh, just local storage, they'll just save it on the store, So they're using multiple. So that's pretty much all I had this week for that. Greg, you want to talk about what's coming up next week?
1: Yeah, so uh, Jason might have noticed, I keep trying to glance out my window. Um, yeah, I thought you were
0: coughing, but you were looking no, at something. No, I'm
1: not. I because I've got to have to pull the curtain, otherwise I get this glare. But I'm watching for the UPS truck. Right now, I got the app up, and I'm watching, and it says deliveries not till between one and three today. But sometimes it's you know way off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to make sure it'll probably be closer to three is the reality. But so, so next what do you week, have I'm, coming
0: what, next what week? Is, I'm what excited to talk bringing? about that.
1: I have a new MacBook finally right. coming, right? We talked about this last week. We talked about which one Jason thought I should buy, which one I thought I should buy, and I bought neither. Um, right. so um I've got a new MacBook coming, but so I'm going to do some I'll do an unboxing video like I did for my phone and, you know, some of those kinds of things that can drop on uh that can drop on YouTube. But I'm also going to write an article, so I'll have a blog post that drops next week, and then this episode, I want to talk about why I bought what I bought. Right, This journey that I've gone through because I honestly don't want a Mac, and it's not because Mm -hmm. I don't like the Mac. Um, I actually need it. Stick around for the post show to talk about this backup thing. I'll explain why I need the Mac, but um, I don't really want to be working off a Mac, but I need it for certain things. So. I've gone through this journey about what do I really need? How much do I really need to spend? How am I using the Mac? What else? All of this kind of stuff, it's part of it's backup related, some of this other stuff. So I've gone through this whole journey. And what I'd like to do next week is just talk through what I ended up doing because where I ended up is not where most of the folks that do tech podcasts and YouTube work are gonna end up on this MacBook. Um, so that journey that I went through, if I can share that with everybody, I think there's people that could benefit if they're thinking about buying a new Mac. So if you are thinking about buying one of these new Macs that just dropped, um, today's release day, and you can wait another week, do so until you hear the podcast, because I'm gonna talk about how I figured out which one I needed to buy. And um, I saved money, um, yes. and that's kind of a big deal. So um, anyway. Uh, stick around for that. That's what we'll plan on going through uh next week. So unless it unless I get the Mac and set it up and it fails terribly, which shouldn't happen, um, <laughs> it won't. So yeah, it's gonna be. If awesome. I do, if that happens, we'll have a very different kind of show next week. It'll still be <laughs> Mac related, but I might be wearing red. My face might be red. The office may be in shambles because I think I'll be super frustrated. That's not gonna happen. So, right. That's right. next we'll week. We'll
0: see parts parts yeah. of the computer all dug into the wall and things behind you
1: yeah all right
0: folks well that's all i had so again this is about backing up and and saving those memories and and you know those good times that you have and not living with all of these uh, important valuable pictures on your device right all it takes is one good spiel and the, the screen smashes to the point where it's not accessible and you can't do a backup at that point and you lose everything so uh, again it was, it's not a scare tactic this is just our opinion on on what you should be doing with your technology and things like that so again easy cloud backup you know moderate level just saving it to hard drives and flash drives and things around the house it just becomes you know a little cumbersome uh managing all of the different uh, uh you know media laying around and then the most complicated one would be a nas service or you know some cloud service other than uh apple's cloud service, but uh, whichever one you choose, you know, or, or a combination of both, that'll make sure that you don't lose any of your your precious memories or trips and things like that.
1: Jason, can I give a final tip then? Before yeah, we... yeah, go ahead. And so and, our, think... and our
0: podcast closing this week too.
1: Yeah, I think my final tip would be: is if you're worried about are my photos being backed up on your iPhone, go into settings, tap on your name, right, go down to iCloud, and just make sure Photos is on. And if Photos is turned on then your photos are being backed up to the cloud. So no need to, to have too much of a panic there if that's the case. So that would be my final tip. And my final podcast closing is, uh, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> I'll see you on the new MacBook next week, guys.
1: Sounds good. Thanks, everybody. Thanks.
0: All right, folks, thank you for sticking around. If you've made it this long and you really want to hear how Greg and I manage our photos at home, then that means you're you're extra geeky just like us. So thank you for sticking around. So we're going to just j- dive right into this thing and let's talk about the solutions that work best for us, right? And why we use them and what are some of the pros and cons that we run into with, uh, with, our, uh, with our method. So Greg, you want to start us off? Let's talk about what you use at home. Which you talked about during the, the main show a couple of times, but...
1: I think we hinted at this, right? So there are a couple of pieces that I didn't do it. But Jason and I are on the opposite ends of this. So I want the simplest, and I let Apple do it for me. So yes. um, the good news is, over time, I'll go from five people on my account to four to three to two, right. hopefully, as my boys get you know married and do all that kind of stuff. And my mom's stuff eventually... I'll just move it off right, and not have to worry about it. But it's so small, it's not a big deal. Okay. So I don't anticipate having to go up from this two terabyte anytime soon because you know a lot of the stuff that I, I do that takes up a lot of space, like our videos and stuff, I delete off because I've got them elsewhere. I don't need them in my yes. photo library. I only need them there to do some stuff with them. Right. So I let Apple do it for me. Like I said, I've got the Premiere subscription. It comes with two terabytes of storage. I could add an additional two terabytes of storage on top of that for an additional $10 a month, or I could add the 200 gigabytes or whatever. So I think it's gonna be a long time before I run out of Apple's storage stuff. Yeah. And that applies for Karen. I was actually thinking about this with her. It applies for her, uh, Dustin and Wyatt, since we're all on here. Um, but I also think my daughter that has an iPhone does it this way, my mom, my grandma. We just let Apple Apple deal with this. now. One of the reasons I can do that is because I have what's probably in your middle tier, right? Because I have a Mac, on my phone, I don't download all the full resolution photos to my phone. I let the phone manage my storage for me when it comes to photos. So I've only got like five or six gigabytes worth of 105 on my phone right now, even though I have half the space available. It just, that's Mm -hmm. what it puts on there. I just let it deal with that. Because the full resolution versions are sitting in Apple's cloud. That's how I know I have 106 gigabyte uh, library, right? If I go in right now into my storage and look at my personal storage, um, it's going to tell me that, you know, my photos are 106. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, in the cloud, it says 87. Here on my local drive, it says 105. So fine, whatever, right? The difference between those. Um, That's fine. On my Mac, I'm downloading the full-resolution photos. That's the difference, is I go into Photos, I flip that switch, it says download the full-res, and that's Mm -hmm. how I know that my photo library is currently taking up 106 gigabytes worth of of photos. And then I use Time Machine. So again, I'm letting Apple's built-in stuff do its job. So twice a week, usually, I plug in an external hard drive into my computer. I don't even have it hooked to my network to tell you how simple I have this. Twice a week, I plug in that external hard drive, it goes through and does a backup. When it's done, I eject the hard drive, and I'm done. And everything is backed up on my Mac there, right? I mean, that includes some of the other iCloud stuff that sits on here. So essentially, I've got a local backup, and I've got a cloud backup of all this stuff. And then, I also currently, you and I will talk about this next week, so again, tune in next week to talk about this. Mm -hmm. I also currently use Backblaze, um, which is backing up my entire Mac to a separate cloud service. So in theory, I've got two cloud backups and a local backup of everything that's on my Mac, which happens to include my entire photo library. So that's how I do this. so That's in backblaze
0: is just kind of the a backup option to the time machine, right? Because everything is backed up to the hard drive through uh the external hard drive through uh Time Machine.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean the way so if you listen to like ATP or something like that, right? They always recommend that you have one cloud backup of everything and right. one local backup. The local backup is in case like you know your home were to burn down. Right? right? And right. so I've actually got I switched to a new external hard drive this year. My old one, so since everything up through July on my Mac is on that old hard drive, is in the fireproof safe. So even if I were to lose this current hard drive, I'm only back, you know, yeah. six months or so if I had to. So that's what it's for. But you and I are going to talk about whether I need backblaze next week or not because I, I don't know. Um, yeah. And it all depends on your usage, right? So. Um, that's how I do it, like I said. So I let Apple do everything. I've got two terabytes of storage, which I'm not even close for. It's all of my family stuff. Um, then I have the full res versions pulled down to my Mac and that gets backed up using uh, Time Machine and Backblaze. Mm-hmm. So in theory, I've got locals and cloud backups of everything. Now, the other new option that's come out, so let's say that I didn't want to go you know, manually pull Karen's photos. Mm -hmm. down and have a local backup of those here is I could use the new family photo share stuff, right? Right. If she and I were to share an album and we put all of her pictures in that, then they would get downloaded to my hard drive here and then backed up to Time Machine and all that kind of stuff. I think Mm -hmm. the problem though that I have there is I probably would need a different hard drive size because I think she's got enough, um, she has enough photos. If I just look at like our overall usage, Dustin's actually worse he's using 303 gigs of storage and the vast majority of this is photos right I mean they're not storing files or anything like that Dustin might be but um so Karen's at 165 gigabytes and my guess is 120 140 of that is probably photos Mm -hmm. so if I were to put another 140 gigabytes worth of photos on my hard drive here I'd be out of space yeah you, you
0: definitely need more storage
1: But I'm pretty comfortable that I'm comfortable that between Apple's cloud and um, her having the stuff on her phone that we're probably okay. The only scenario that didn't account for is if her Apple ID were to get hacked and she were to lose access to that. And somebody Mm -hmm. got in and purged everything or tried to hold it ransom or, you know, something like that. That's the only scenario. But unless you're high profile... Yeah. Right, it's just it's <laughs> right. just such a a low risk, and you know it's surprising that my emergency preparedness brain is not trying to mitigate for every possible scenario, right? Because yeah. you know me, I normally do that, but in this case, I just that's good enough for us. So yeah, and that's it, what it we is do. a good solution. Yeah,
0: yeah, it is. It is a really good solution for most people, right? So for me, I, I went with this solution again. One was the cost because, you know, I'm cheap (laughs) Two, I like to tinker and stuff like that. Right. I I try to keep my home network running as smoothly as possible. And and um, adding a network attached storage is just one of them. So I I went with this, not just for the photo backup. Right. I know the show is about photo backup and videos and stuff like that, but it's more than that. The photo backup is just one aspect of why I went with this drive. Right. So it's a it's a personal cloud so i can't access all of my photos and stuff like that in a separate app right the the app is called q q maggie q magi i think it's supposed to be like magic q magic or whatever so q magic and man over the past year couple of years they are really trying to rip off iCloud which is great right now they have the facial recognition things and and uh they have these smart folders and and stuff like that. You know, it's it recognizes animals and and just like Apple, just like uh, just like the iCloud Photo or our iPhoto uh, uh, system. So they they're they're really making an effort to to copy, you know, uh, uh, the Apple. So to make it more more attractive to Apple users and stuff. But I mean, again, I have our media server running from it. Uh, the business stuff just like you i don't save a lot of uh videos and media and stuff that we make for uh for the company on the on the devices right we have uh the the nas for that um uh, i can actually serve a web page if i wanted to get in there and code right i i won't have to pay for a service for somebody to um uh, uh to serve the uh, the, the web page and stuff for us. so uh it has so many other uses than just photo management which is why i went with that but Um, I I do get really good uses out of it so I use a QNAP NAS which is a personal storage right Uh, personal cloud storage as well as local hardware storage so just like you open a, a laptop you connect to my home network you open a laptop up and you have your local hard drive the QNAP NAS it just shows up as another hard drive on every device on my iPad on the phones on every TV on every computer it just shows up Right. So it's basically storage for the for the house and certain files and stuff that everyone doesn't have access to. And like from the guest network and stuff, you don't see any of that. But if you're on the home network, you have access to these. And um, yeah, it just it just works out perfectly. Like I said, we uh, connect our phone to the charger because we don't want it backing up continuously all all the time. But uh, and that's a setting that you can toggle. Right, you put your phone on a charger, it automatically black backs up your whole camera roll to uh for my wife and and uh and my phone. And uh when it works, it works. Like I said, it only goes down. I only have any major issues with it whenever there's a power outage. Um or not not necessarily the outage, but you know how the power flicker, right? You you get that uh that Especially
1: uh, in Houston. Issue.
0: Yep, especially in Houston when, it, when the wind blows too hard or there's a storm or something that blows through for or five somebody minutes.
1: somebody breathes on the power lines.
0: Right, right. Somebody's outside and, and waving a fan around or something. But, uh, yeah, other than that, it, it really works good, and, you know, I love it. And, again, I'm cheap. So from a, a cost standpoint, it was, it was a no-brainer for me. You know, a few so, hundred yeah. bucks for, for all of this, and, and yeah,
1: it's, it's really good. I added one more thing for us to talk about here. So, mm-hmm. I mean, knowing you, you're not cheap. You're you like to make sure that you're spending co- spending money appropriately, right?
0: I'm right. spending. So Synology's
1: yeah. Synology's probably what double the cost of the QNAP, depending on what hard drives you decide to put depending in. I on, mean, if yeah. you if you put their hard drives in, which they I've heard they're really pushing you to do, and they pop up all kinds of stuff telling you. This won't work as well if you're not using a hard drive, blah, 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 right? Right. So, I mean, let's assume it's 2x, the cost, Mm -hmm. and you were doing this again. Are you going to stick with the QNAP, or are you going to go with the Synology?
0: No, I think next time around, I will go with the Synology. I will go. So, a lot of them, they have the same features, right? So, it'll run exactly the same for what I use it. Now, again, I say I can create a web server and and things like that, all of these security things that can manage the home network cameras and stuff like that. Well, all the cameras are automatically saved, but all of that's built into the camera system already, right? right? I have a hard drive and stuff, so I don't need to offload any of that to the hard drive. So there's a lot of features that I said, oh, I may be able to use that one day and never got around to using it, never got around to configuring it. So yep, yeah, next time around, I will go with Synology.
1: And so for me, you know, we're gonna sell and move and do some of that kind of stuff and hopefully mm-hmm. move into an RV. I think my only thing that I would like is for my external drive to be connected to the network. Right. So that I could, I don't necessarily need hourly time machine backups because as you'll see next week when we talk about this, already most of my stuff is going to the cloud anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, where I could go in and, because right now I just leave my time machine settings alone Cause it only can back up right when it's connected to a drive. So, you know, I get one or two backups a week. And so that's probably what I would change is I would want, and the Eros that I have don't have USB-C ports. So I can't do that. Yeah. So
0: that was something that we skipped. I kind of saved time was going into the routers that have it. And that was going to be my question was, does the Euros have uh, where you can connect a hard drive to them? They don't?
1: Not this one. I don't know if that new one that I sent you, that seven, and I don't even yes. have my main hub is not a, is not even a six. I think my main okay. hub is the previous generation. So I'm like two right. gens back. I've only got one of the extenders and it's sitting right here and it's got a single USB, but it's PD. It's only power. Right. Okay. So okay. um so yeah, I don't have a way to do that. I mean, I guess I could get a switch probably that would that would do something like that. But yeah. when I When we move, right, I'm probably still going to go with Eero because it's just so darn easy to manage, as much as I don't like Amazon having that. Because that's the other thing I thought of. Should I, like, my son asked me how to move all of his photos to Google Photos, right? Mm -hmm. Because he's got some Google stuff that he does too. And I don't want all my photos in Google either. And so I really think the setup that I have right now with the change of adding the ability to plug in uh, an external hard drive to my uh router, yeah. right, and calling that good. And if I'm in a RV, then, you know, if we change camps once a month or whatever, you know, we're traveling or stuff like that, I'm gonna put all that equipment away anyway, right? right? I'm gonna turn it off. It's not gonna be sitting there and active when I'm going down the street. And so that would be the prompt for me to maybe have two hard drives. And you know, every once in a while I just swap one over and stick one in a safe. Yeah. Right. So that I have have something secured like that because rvs are just not quite the same as your house right i mean th- yeah. there's things that can happen in an rv that couldn't but that's the only thing i would change i think i have no plans to to go any further that i would just get a big terabyte um external drive yeah. plug it in let it back up twice a week to the network uh through the network and call it good
0: so there's different levels of NASes, right? There's, there's some that are super simplistic, right? We're talking a hard drive with smarts on it, right? So you can t- kind of have the best of both worlds, right? You don't need web servers and security and, and things like that on your, on your hard drive. So actually, the one that I used before I upgraded to the QNAP was a Western Digital. They called it a MyBook Live, right? It was an external hard drive. It just happened to connect to your network, so it was a NAS, a network attached storage, and it was really user friendly, really simplistic. Right, you create a username, password, transfer your stuff, just like. But it would show up as a drive, just like just like a regular NAS as as an extra drive, and you can do Time Machine backups and stuff. Yeah, automated, automatically. So I'll send you a link to one of those. That Western Digital drive, I would recommend it. It's still my backup for my backup now. Right. I cleared all of the videos and stuff off. It's two terabytes. Um, and I use it as a backup for certain uh, uh files on the NAS. So the Western Digital My Book Live is is really a simplistic NAS that doesn't have all of those extra bells and whistles and it works. Yeah. And that thing is I've had it for I think it's eight or nine years old. It's it gives the warnings too if it's overheating, because I have it in a cabinet with the other NAS. And it's blowing that fan, that blowing that heat uh, on it, and it sends me a notification like, "Hey, it's too hot. <laughs> it's too hot yeah.
1: here." Send it over to me because uh, we'll talk about this a little bit next week about whether I'm about how I'm going to manage some stuff. So okay. send it over. I'll stick that on my yeah. list because, yeah,
0: okay, yeah, it's a really great one. So, all right. So, but that was all I had. So um, again. I wanted to leave out a lot of the details and stuff, but guys, just know we will answer questions. If you shoot us an email, shoot us a message, uh, uh, YouTube uh, comments, anything, we'll answer those questions back. So if there's anything I left out that you wanted to hear about, we'll include it in like a follow up for next week or something. And we'll answer all of those questions. So give us any feedback. If you wanted more information about a certain product, a video that we talked about, anything, just uh, just ask questions and we'll answer. So, okay. um, yeah, yeah, that was it, Greg. You have anything else?
1: I don't. Uh, join us next week. I think that'll be a really interesting episode.
0: So. I think so, too. I think we, uh, I wanted to go into it before we recorded this show. It was, I think it's going to be an interesting one. So, but I want to wait till you get it in hand and spend a few hours with it so we can really get the full Greg experience. So look forward to that yeah. next week.
1: I'll be uh, scrambling to get, our show edited before it shows up because I think it's going to be really hard once it gets here to focus on anything else. Right.
0: Right. (laughs) All right. Well, let's, let's try to make it as short as possible then guys. We'll, We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks everyone.